everybody. This is the Cover 4 Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Williams. Alongside me, I got Bryson Wright. And on the phone, I have our man, Joseph Bonanno. Boys, how's your Christmas? How you guys been? We haven't been able to do this in a minute. We've been gone for a break, but we're back. How you guys been? It's been all right, man. You know, I mean, it's much better knowing that the Titans don't have to play on this stupid wild card weekend. So that made uh, this break a little bit better, just knowing that, you know, no stress at least for another week. But, uh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. it was it was fine. It's, it's fun. It's been fun so far. You know, I like like having some time off from school. Got to watch a couple more of these games than I usually can. So it was nice. Dude, got to go to my first NFL game in two years. I was at uh, Titans-Niners uh, week six. That was week 16, right? Thursday Night Football? Yes. A really fun game. The A.J. Brown game as, uh, you know, I will remember it as because AJ Brown just decided he did he did not care what these 49ers defenders. Yeah, were no. Doing. Ryan Tannehill said AJ down there somewhere, man. That he was just, that was, was a crazy game. We are going to talk Week 18 because obviously we missed 16 and 17, but at this point, those games don't matter. So we're going to move on into Week 18. But first, let's talk a little news in the NFL. Uh, it started off late December with uh, John Madden passing away. And, I mean, like, John Madden, like, is, like, one of the biggest symbols of football in in the history of the sport. And, I mean, obviously, you know, he has Madden video games. He has, you know, the that dope bus, like, the, the coolest bus ever. And, you know, like, that was super sad. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mostly knew John Madden just from, like, the Ask Madden stuff on, you know, growing up when, when I would play Madden. Uh, and of course, as a coach, you know, but that was, I feel like that was kind of before our time as much. It seems like, you know, we knew him more for the video game, even as on top of him being a coach than like other generations. Yeah. And a commentator more than a coach. Uh, but just, yeah, it was really sad to see that, especially like right after that documentary had just aired about him too. You know, that that was like, that was really sad. Did y'all watch that all Madden? I have not got a chance to watch it yet. Really good, highly recommend it. One of like probably the best documentary. Other, okay, the Man in the Arena Tom Brady uh, documentary on ESPN Plus, phenomenal, awesome. I'm, I'm sure it is phenomenal, but I'm I'm sorry, I'm not gonna watch Tom Brady's victory lap. <laughs> like I'm not doing it. I refuse to do it. It's like great, good job. Which which Super Bowl ring are you gonna talk about this episode, Tom? Like that's basically what it is. He <laughs> talks about the losses too. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll watch those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to watch the uh, season finale of the Colts Hard Knocks this week. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be amazing. I'm probably, I'm actually going to watch it, I too. can't wait to watch them clean out their lockers. But let's get into this. So, the NFL had a Saturday slate and a Sunday slate this week. Starting with the Saturday slate, we had Chiefs-Broncos. This game was better than the I Bron- originally intended. The Broncos should have won this game. They choked it away. The Broncos fumbled this game away and who else other than to lose the ball at the goal line in a crucial situation yeah i mean melvin gordon has had this issue before yeah Um, i was like didn't that happen in nissan stadium a couple years ago the the first game of the ryan Tannehill era um against the when he was back with the chargers same thing happened but it wasn't taken back for a touchdown it was just the end of the game it was the last play of the game Oh, yeah, no. When, when he fumbled and they took it back for a touchdown, that was kind of like, okay, I knew it was over at that Drew point. Because Drew Locke can get you down there only so many times. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, your scoring opportunities with Drew Locke behind, the, behind center is very limited. And wasting that and giving them a score, when Drew Locke himself does not throw the pick six, like the stupid interception, is... Yeah, is, your running back is the one that turns it over. It's like, dude, not the running back. <laughs> I know, the, like, Vic Fangio's like, I'm getting fired anyway, but damn it, why? Like, <laughs> like why? Like, we, we could have at least, like, spoiled the Chiefs a little bit. I think that's what that's that's what I would have said going into the game if I was, like, a player on the Broncos. I would have been like, dude, I mean, of course this game doesn't really matter for us, but, you know, we don't like them, so. But, you know, it, it sucks, you know, luckily. Hey, and the, and the Chiefs, wait, the well, Chiefs have playoffs team. Uh, yeah, they weren't going to, the, the, the Titans would have. Uh, they wouldn't have. They would have clinched the one seed because of how well, uh, a game we'll talk about only, in a little bit. Well, not only the, the one. 
the one seed wasn't the only thing uh, in play here. Actually, all four, the first four seeds were in play for all four uh, division winners in the AFC because the Bengals still had a chance to get up to the second seed if they had pulled it out against the Browns um, and the Chiefs had lost and some other things had happened. So, I mean, there were a lot of seeding opportunities in Week 18. Yeah, it, it, but... Uh, another interesting development for Wild Card Weekend will be Tyree Kill. Heard him, heard him, heard him pregame warmups was clearly limping throughout this game, mm-hmm. and that's definitely something to watch. I mean, because he is. I mean, if the Steelers, who were able to clinch a playoff spot, get an opportunity without Tyree Kill, things uh, can happen. We'll maybe. talk about that game in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Then we had the Cowboys and Eagles. This game did not matter to either team, and it was very obvious. Uh, the Cowboys play, or the Eagles play Gardner Minshew, and like their leading rusher with a guy named Kenneth Gainwell, leading receiver Quez Watkins, who's pretty pretty solid. But um, they didn't play their players, and they lost fifty-one to twenty-six. Dak played for like the three good, quarters. I think yeah, he, yeah, he, he played, played for like three quarters. Twenty-one to twenty-seven, two ninety-five, and five tutters. Yeah. Um, well, Dak Prescott was also going for that uh, that Tony Romo Dallas Cowboys single season touchdown record which he broke 37 touchdowns uh touchdown passes on the season so congratulations to death Dak prescott on uh holding a record in the dallas cowboys comeback player of the year oh for sure yeah oh yeah. 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 no question no doubt. then you had the football team on sunday moving to the sunday games you had the football team against the Giants, and I don't think a soul watched this game. Yeah, this I'm, game is famous as the uh, quarterback sneak on third, third and nine oh my from God. your own third and seven. nine from seven. Yeah, um, so uh, yeah, go to hell! <laughs> like that was yeah, awful. Dude, I, like, did, didn't Jake, look at these stats. These stats are terrible. Wait, hold up. Did Jake Fromm start this game? He sta- he played the whole game. Yeah. Jake Fromm, 15 yeah, of, he was 15 of 31. Fifteen of thirty-one, one hundred three, a touchdown, two picks. He also led the team in rushing, five <laughs> carries for fifty-three yards and no touchdowns. Who scored their? Did Jake Watson uh, play? What? Did Saquon play? Yeah, Saquon, eleven carries for thirty yards. Wow! And Jake Fromm still led the team in rushing. Saquon's yeah, not good insane. anymore. Saquon has not been good since uh, two years ago. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. You can only be so good behind the Giants' offensive line. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Like, fair. not not saying that you know he maybe like he he probably was a little bit better like his rookie year. Just overall, he has been injured and stuff as well. That definitely goes into it. But it's really hard to be good running behind the Giants' offensive line. Like, and this that's just a fact. They're just not a good team. There's not. Like, ever since Eli Manning left, this team has been horrible. Yes, literally. And even with Eli, they were, like, average. Dude, they would make the most random Super Bowl run ever. They'd be, like, 9-7 and and go take down, like, the the mega Patriots team. Yeah, no, that was insane. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's true. I feel like, like, have they ever been, like, even before they changed it to, like, one, like, only one team get to buy? I don't even know if they were ever, like, a two-seed. Like, I can't remember, like, the Giants, like, having a first-round bye and then, like, going to the Super Bowl. That didn't it, happen. Yeah, it was like, they, they were the always, like, the sixth seed. Yeah. Yeah, like, they, they never had, like, a home playoff game in <laughs> either of those Super Bowl runs. It's insane, man. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Packers and the Lions because let's get this one out of the way. Aaron Rodgers played for a good portion of this game, played well, and then Jordan Love came in and messed everything up through uh, two picks and... I mean, the Packers are the one seed. They had it locked up, and the Lions get another the Lions win. Went their, the Lions went into their bag of tricks here to uh, to end the season. I think, honestly, I kind of like that the Lions, I'm glad that the Lions won this game um, and that they won it in a fun way because I think this team, with the right coaching, with the good draft, could potentially be a decent team next year. Yeah, uh, there's just so many positions of need. I mean, you look at this roster. Yeah, I, you need a you need a QB, you need a wide receiver or two, you need offensive line help, you need a tight end or no, you have a tight end. Um, you have a running back and a tight you know end. The, you know what the good thing is about this though? The Lions have two first round picks and like nine picks in the first three rounds. 
Yeah, but rookies, that'll help. Rookies can only do so much in their first year. Yeah, but, yeah, if, you, but if you get nine good rookies, you know, if you get nine good rookies, I think you can you can do a lot. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, one good draft and some free agent help, uh, and this Lions team turns from losing games by a long a record-setting field goal to actually winning games and being the one to kick the field goal. You know what I mean? Here's the thing about free agency, though. No one wants to go to Detroit. Nobody wants to live in Detroit. Nobody wants to play for the shit Lions. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's tough to sell a free agent. Like, hey, come play for Detroit. Like, you have offers from the Rams, the the like the Titans, the the Tampa Bay Bucks. Come play for the come play for the Lions, though. Like, let's. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the truth. <laughs> I, I can't I can't argue with that. Yeah. Let's uh, let's keep it moving. And let's go Bengals-Browns. Uh, this game, another game, really meaningless. I'm getting the meaningless ones out of the way. 21-16. Uh, I mean, it wasn't meaningless for uh, for Cincinnati. They, uh, they didn't play anybody. I know they didn't, I know they didn't play anybody, but they could have uh, jumped up to the two seed if some things went right for them. Yeah. Instead, but, now, they're, now, they're the, now they're the four seed. And, I don't think so. – uh, we'll talk about this when we get into previews. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Brandon Allen played this game. I think if Joe Burrow plays, the Bengals probably win this game. Yeah, and if Baker Mayfield plays, the Browns probably lose this game. Uh, just because Baker Mayfield is, I I don't know. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I feel like he's just not that guy. Like he's he's not. I feel in, like he's trying to opinion. do too much, especially I, I, while injured. I agree, and that part of the reason he's not that guy is because he literally has four different injuries, like four individual injuries. One of them, the torn, was that torn labrum? He's been uh, playing with that for the past, like, six weeks. I mean, dude's not healthy. He's really not. He really hurt himself by playing these last few weeks because he thought the Browns had playoff chances, um, and he ended up actually being the reason they lost their playoff chances. Yeah, I mean, you throw four picks, and, like, Baker just didn't have a good season. He'll be he'll be back next year for the for the Brownies. I hope so. I hope we play them next that, year. No, so. they want to, They already said they already said he's going to be a quarterback next year, and they already they also said that they're going to wait for him to prove himself uh, before they pay him uh, a big contract. Yeah, I mean, I think if you pay Baker Mayfield a big contract right now, you're com- that you're saying you're okay with being mediocre. Yeah, you're that's, okay. Like, well, which, I mean, well, for the Browns. Hey, hey, mediocre. Mediocre hey, is better than what they have been. So, like, in their defense, I, you know, I understand. But the team you have is capable of, I don't think, contending for a championship. But you could, I mean, they made the uh, division around last year. They they gave the Chiefs everything they could handle. Mm-hmm. And this they team should have won built, that. They should have won that divisional round game. This team is built really well. And so, if you don't have a quarterback that can maximize your roster. I think it might be time to move on. Yeah. But they won't, and that's why they're the Brownies. Um, let's move on. Bears-Vikings. Uh, Vikings get a win. Kirk Cousins gets a win. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Andy Dalton throws that pick six to, to ice the game at the end. Yeah. He's bad. Andy Dalton. I don't know why Matt Nagy just tethered himself to Andy Dalton. Oh, there's a reason uh, he no longer has a job. We'll get into that after we recap this week. Bears-Vikings, pretty subpar game. I mean, Kirk Cousins, three three touchdowns. He'll be the quarterback there next year most likely. I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's good in this situation. I feel like he fits that offense really well. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens there in Minnesota. And now let's get into the games that have a little bit more meaning. Let's go Steelers-Ravens. This game was really fun to watch at the end because you got to see the end of it. Um, you know, it was back and forth. Overtime looks like uh, looks like we can have a potential tie for a good while, but the Steelers able to get in a field goal range. And Big Ben with some clutch throws. They were horrible ducks, but his receiver made some nice plays on fourth and ten, I want to say it was. Big Ben just kind of, like, lobbed up a prayer, and his receiver, like, somehow kept this ball off the ground and was able to get themselves in a field goal range. And their kicker is very reliable. 
Yeah, except for he had one season where he was like bad, like for no reason, and then ever since then, uh, Boswell's really turned it around. But yeah, no, I think that you know it's good for the Steelers. It's good, I guess, for you know you never want your last season because this is going to be Ben's last season. And I guess it's good that he's at least making the playoffs in his last season because you never just want to go out like sad. So it's like at least he's going to have a chance to maybe, you know, make some noise in Kansas City next week. So, uh, you know, good for the Steelers, you know, happy for them. They've got a great fan base and everything. So, yeah. And this game was this win for the Steelers was actually the final blow to the the Colts uh, in their playoff hopes. Are y'all ready to get into this? Yes. Yes. (laughs) The Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me set the scene. Let me paint you a picture here. The Jags fans, so unhappy with their uh, organizational uh, management uh, here with their GM, uh, Trent Trent Balky, is that his name? Yes. Or is it Trevor Balky? I think it's Trent. It's Trent. Uh, We're going to call him Trent. It doesn't matter what his name is. He sucks. Um, he, I mean, it's pretty obvious. He's the guy who hired Urban Meyer, so and he still has a job when Urban doesn't. Um, and so Jacksonville fans dressed up like clowns. They had the red nose, the floppy shoes, the 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 rainbow wigs, and they were cheering on their team as clowns. And this, t- I mean, and they went out and they kicked they kicked the Colts' ass. Yeah, in a winning in situation. They intercepted Carson Wentz on back to back. On uh, they got a fumble and then intercepted him, and they held Jonathan Taylor to only seventy-seven yards rushing. Guys, are the Colts frauds? Yes, a hundred percent. This this is what I got to say. Right, if you have one, like it's like you win and you're in, and you're playing the Jaguars, right? The two. The two and fourteen Jaguars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's the last week of the season. I don't care if it's on the road. I don't care if they played this game on the moon. The freaking Colts should have won this game. Like it's just that simple. You have seven Pro Bowlers, and you're you know you're the team nobody wants to see in the playoffs. And now yeah, you're the no. team nobody is seeing in the playoffs because you know how they say in Indianapolis. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. That's true. They could win a game. They, they lost back to back weeks to the Raiders and the Jaguars, and I, I, it was so sweet. And I'm so excited to watch them clean out their lockers and hard knocks. I am a little disappointed. I was hoping they would be the Titans' divisional round opponent. Oh, I was not. No. Really? No. They're coming to Nissan? No. I was not. I was not no. worried about them. Dude, no, no, no. This is what I'm saying. It's. I mean, the only reason why I say that is because. Almost every time when you beat a team twice in the regular season and you play them a third time, it never goes well. That's the only reason I say that, right? Hey, check the Saints and the Bucks since Tom Brady's been there. Uh, the Saints are 4-0 in regular season play against the Bucks. Uh, yet Tom Brady absolutely washed them in the playoffs last year. Exactly. That's that, 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 that's what I mean. It's like whenever you lose twice in the regular season and then you play them again in the playoffs, it's like the team that lost twice has some kind of like extra boost just because they have all the anger from the other two losses like built up, it feels like. So that's why I would say that, you know, I would like the fact that they're not in the playoffs and the Steelers are in the playoffs instead. I like that just because I feel much better about a game with the Steelers than I would with a game with the Colts. I still think the Titans could have won and beat either of those teams. But, I mean, this is saying, like, in terms of who's in the playoffs, I would much rather have to deal with the Steelers than the Colts. So, Yeah, obviously. But, I don't know. I didn't think the Colts were I, – I think the Colts are pretty fraudulent. I, I don't think Carson Wentz can win you a game in crunch time when it comes oh, to he, playoff time. He cannot win. That's true. That's, that's why oh, I'm not he, worried. Imagine – that's why the just Colts. Imagine Carson Wentz in the playoffs. I, I just just think about that. Look, how awful uh, would that be if your team had to rely on Carson Wentz to win you a playoff game? Yeah, I mean, it would be awful. I mean, I liked I liked the Colts matchup with the Titans because the Titans have a top five run D right now, um, and they can contain Jonathan Taylor, not stop him, but they can contain Jonathan Taylor enough 
to where Carson Wentz is going to have to make make plays to win this game, and I'm, I'm ju- I just don't have any confidence in him to do that. And guess what? The good thing is, is we don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, they they will be. <laughs> Uh, tune in to Hard Knocks on HBO this week to watch the Colts clean out their lockers after losing probably the most embarrassing loss of their history of of their. Dude, I, mean, of, I would the- argue this is one of the most emba- this is one of the most embarrassing losses like ever in terms of like. Oh yeah, on a play, on a win and end game. Yeah, uh, like, and it's you're disgusting. playing the last place team in the NFL and you lose. Come on. Yeah. And it's like literally the worst team in the NFL. And and it seems like almost everybody was literally like I was watching the morning shows and stuff and they were literally like, you know, if the Colts lose, there could be like this crazy scenario. But the odds of the Colts losing are like super low. And I was like, dude, I don't know. They still have Carson Wentz. And that's my main thing is like, thank you, Carson Wentz, because Carson Wentz is just not good. Carson Wentz is good until you need him to be good. And that's his problem. Yeah. If you if Jonathan Taylor runs for two touchdowns in the first quarter and you're up fourteen to nothing, yeah, Carson Wentz gonna be great. Carson Wentz is gonna be amazing. But when it's a close game and you need somebody to make plays down the stretch, even on the road where the fans are wearing clown uniforms, or, <laughs> I mean, come or on, or you get down early, or yeah, or you get down early. It's like he can't he can't bring you back. And he's not clutch. He does not have a clutch bone in his body. And the Colts scored a garbage time touchdown. This game was twenty six to three at one point. Yeah, exactly. Like twenty six yeah, to three. Touchdown and two point conversion in the fourth. Yeah. So and it, it was like mid to late fourth. So it was it was definitely like a garbage time score. And <laughs> I just thought this game was funny. Like I stopped watching uh, the next game. We're going to talk about the Titans Texans game. To watch the Colts uh, lose to the Jaguars, I thought I was just laughing. And let's talk about this Titans Texans game. Uh, Titans were able this to jump out to, a, to an early lead, uh, twenty going to halftime up twenty-one to nothing. Ryan Tannehill, uh, di- like dicing up the uh, Houston Texans weak secondary, and then the offense went cold. On the first series of the second half, Ryan Tannehill missed a wide-open Julio Jones for a almost guaranteed touchdown. And the Texans were able to storm back into this game. And, you know, what do you what do you guys think about this game? Uh, uh, honestly, uh, the, the biggest takeaway from this game is the fact that Julio is getting more involved um, and Julio looks healthy. Uh, I, like, I guess the defense kind of – the defense, both the defense and the offense, kind of shut off there in the second half, which is something you don't want to see on the last uh, last game of the year, especially with the uh, one seed on the line. But um, they ended up pulling it out anyways. So honestly, I'm just glad we got the first. Uh, the Titans got the first uh, the wild card by because I don't think they would have won uh, if they had to play in the wild card. Not after <laughs> not after what they've been through. Yeah, I mean, this team, getting the bye week for this team is, they're the team that needed the bye week the most Oh yeah. in the AFC. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you look at this, uh, I mean, everybody's getting back healthy now, but, I mean, this is the team that's played the most, most players in NFL history up to 91 through the regular season. 91 and players have played for the, ten, have put on a Titans uniform in the regular season this year. Also, I think this almost secures Mike Vrabel for Coach of the Year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like my like when you look at the fact, like you just said, ninety one different players, most of NFL history. If you look at the last, the other teams that were on that list, I remember those were like bad teams or like mediocre teams. So to actually not just make the playoffs, not just win the division, but to be the number one overall seed in the AFC during like all that, and you know, losing Derrick Henry and people telling you your season is over and you got to like, a. yeah, so yeah, you know. So, yeah, st- freaking Stephen A. Smith. You yeah. know, I think he did finally apologize to the Titans at some point. He but did? But, like, yeah. I, I don't I don't really watch. Uh, also, shout out Ryan Tannehill. You know, a lot of people uh, doubted him recently. And uh, two, 23 of 32, 287 and four tutters to four different receivers. And it was just, it was the guys who we, like, expect to catch touchdowns at this point. It was Nick Westbrook-Akina. 
I don't know why I expect him to catch touchdowns now. Like I'm not surprised when he's in the end zone. He's our anymore. number. Well, he's our he's our number. He's our number three wide. Receiver. He's the number three wide receiver. Why wouldn't you expect yeah. him to get? Uh, then AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and Anthony Ferkser. Those are like if you. I mean, three out of those four names. If you told me before the season, oh, ty, I'm I'm like okay, yeah, that makes sense. Those those three catching touchdowns. Yeah, for so sure. So it was it was definitely like a uh, also Ryan Tannehill named AFC Offensive Player of the Week about thirty minutes ago. Oh yeah! Hey, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you said some people doubted him. I was one of those people. I tweeted I out know. the Titans will never win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill after the <laughs> after the last Texans game. I was so pissed. Yeah, um, I don't know. Well, I mean, but dude, that one play that he made where he was almost oh, sacked the, the, and then he it was rolled an Eli out. Manning the type play. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like that was when I was like, okay. And it's like as much as you know, Ryan Tannehill does make mistakes. It's like when you look at the comparison between like. Ryan Tannehill and the guy we were just talking about and Carson Wentz. I trust Ryan Tannehill to go down the field. Like exactly. If the That's Titans the are down four with three minutes to go, I am pretty and have the ball. I'm pretty confident Ryan Tannehill will make a play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like even and even if he's been bad the rest of the game, he's the kind of person who can be bad for a whole game and then he can just turn on kind of like you know he can just be clutch at the end for Especially some reason. Especially if AJ Brown's on the field. If AJ Brown's not on the field, I don't have as much trust in him. No, of course. Um, yeah. like I, I feel like him and AJ Brown's chemistry. I feel like Ryan Tannehill could close his eyes uh, and throw one hey. at AJ Brown would, and the timing would just be there. Guys, uh, I know we're going to get to it, but some playoff news: the Rams are bringing uh, Eric Weddle out of retirement for the playoffs. Really? Since. Uh, and starting safety Jordan Fuller uh, got hurt, so uh, they're bringing in they're bringing back Eric Weddle for their playoff run. That's interesting. I mean, He's old like go deep on the Rams. If you're playing the Rams, key to victory, go go long. Well, he might attack the free he, he might just be like, you know, like an emergency guy. You know, I, I, there, there's no way they're going to bring him. Got in. hurt on Sunday. Yeah, He's but like filling in. They don't have any other safeties. I mean, at all? I guess they don't think they're better than Eric Weddle. Dude, that's He's crazy. He's played in this system before, too. He, they, I mean, okay, well, that's, yeah. That the guy who sense, got yeah. hurt is the guy who replaced Eric Weddle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I understand now. Yeah. But, like, go long on the, I mean, if you if you see, if you see Eric Weddle's one-on-one in the safety, you better tap your helmet and just run straight because no way Eric Weddle's going to be able to keep up in the playoffs. Um, Let's get into that game. 49ers-Rams. 49ers, Rams. This game was fun. Uh, yeah, went to overtime. Jawan Jennings, a former uh, Tennessee Vol alum, six receptions, ninety-four yards, and two touchdowns. On and the day. some, and made some clutch plays, like in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Yeah, you know. Uh, but well, you saw that when he was at Tennessee. That you know he always raises his level of play whenever the game is on the line, and I think that's what the 49ers have realized. And when you look at it, you, that's now two Tennessee guys in uh, Jennings and Callaway who both, you know, were kind of overlooked when it came to the draft, but now they're both playing on, you know, well, the Saints aren't a great team, but, you know, they're both playing on teams that were fighting for playoff spots. So it's it's yeah. I mean, it was it was a fun game. The Niners go to the playoffs, and Matt Stafford is really disappointing me. I had him as my MVP pick on the first episode of Cover Four this season, and he hasn't been that. He was that early in the year, but ever since I want to say the Titans game, he hadn't been that. He's just I mean, he's really struggled. Uh, he threw the game losing interception. Uh, it was a horrible throw to. Yeah, it was like, like it was like it was his fault. OBJ was open, and like if you just put more air on that ball, or not more air, but like you get that ball longer, more down the field, because that Matt Stafford has the arm to get that mm-hmm. ball, but he lofted it too much. It was intercepted. It was underthrown and intercepted, and I'm disappointed. I really like Matt Stafford, and I don't know if the Rams are really gonna go too far in the playoffs if he keeps playing like this. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting because it's like – and they, they have a tough matchup too, which I know we're going to get more into the wild card matches, but they're playing the Cardinals in the first round. Yeah, it's a divisional game. Yeah, so it's like, dude, I don't know. After seeing that, I, I don't know how much you can trust the Rams, you know, especially since it's, Matthew Stafford D-Hawk hasn't been playing the same playing. one. Ooh, that does make it interesting. That does make it – that's, that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, 
Let's go Saints-Falcons. This game didn't really matter. Uh, neither team was making the playoffs because the Niners won. Mm-hmm. The Saints um, would have made it if the Niners had lost, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Trevor Simeon, uh, 9 of 15, 71 yards and two touchdowns. Very Trevor Simeon day. Alvin Kamara, 30 carries, 146 and uh, no touchdowns. But, you know, a, a good showing from the Saints to end their season. They've had a tough year, especially losing Jameis Winston. Uh, Alvin Kamara being out a good portion of the season. If they had stayed healthy, I think they definitely would have been a playoff team over like the Eagles. You know what I mean? But I, I like the Eagles. I oh, really I do. do like I like the Eagles too. But I just think that you know if Jameis doesn't get hurt, they at least win two more games. Probably yeah. Oh they, yeah. With Jameis, with Jameis Winston, the Saints are in the playoffs right now. Let's talk about the Eagles' playoff opponent now. Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, beat the Panthers forty-one to seventeen, and they're going to take Tom Brady out of this game late. But Gronk only needs one reception to get like a million dollar bonus. And Tom Brady tells everybody, like, nope, I'm going back in. He throws his helmet on, runs back into the huddle, throws a pass like a like a negative yard throw to Gronk. And Gronk just takes up the field for like four or five yards and gets a gets a million dollar bonus off that. Yeah, that's I think I like that. I think we I think we gotta talk about it because it, I mean it's staring us right in the face. The Antonio Brown situation in Week 17. Oh yeah! Uh, Holy shit! Where, I forgot okay, about that. So, okay, so uh, I'll just lay it out real quick. So there's there's two different sides to this story. Uh, there's the there's the Buck side where Antonio Brown just kind of uh, lost his mind, threw all of his clothes off, his jersey off, uh, ran out of the stadium in the middle of a play, like uh, was in the end zone on the middle of a play. Um, with shirt off, waving to the Jets fans, walk out of the stadium uh, mid-game, right? So the, the kind of the story that came out was, um, well, one, he's Antonio Brown, and he had an episode that we've seen countless times since his departure from the Steelers. But the other side was a little more interesting. Um, the Bucks apparently uh, forced him to play knowing his ankle was still severely injured. Um, that Bruce Arians told him that uh, if he wouldn't play, uh, he could leave the team. Then there was a side that said uh, that the Bucks were intentionally holding him uh, off the field with uh, a couple large bonuses uh, for uh, in-game um, performance, uh, and they were intentionally keeping off the field to not pay him. And now that they came out that Tom Brady actually stayed on the field to help Gronk get his. That becomes a little more interesting. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. When you at practice, this was when he was with the Raiders, uh, get in a fight with the general manager and call him what do you call him a cracker or something? Cracker. Yeah, I know he called him like it. Like it was like a it was a bunch of curse words followed by the word cracker, and. I mean, all this, like, a fake vaccine card. Like, dude, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt anymore. And I I know his ankle has been hurting. He's missed games. And I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a tough one. This is a tough situation because I think Antonio Brown does have a case here, like a, like a, uh, like a side to the story. But he was on, like, I mean, it was, it was not the right way to go about it. I mean, like, I now it's coming out he had, like, he snuck, like, this crazy, like, a uh, uh, model into his like the you remember the girl when COVID first started uh, who licked yeah. the airplane toilet seat. <laughs> he had yeah. that chick in the team hotel that that night, like the night before the crazy stuff happened. That's insane. So like the benefit of the doubt is kind of gone. Like it's like it, like I think he does have a case. Like his ankle is hurt, but dude, like <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think it's partly just because of the way that he left the field as well. It would have been one thing if he had just like, you know, I don't know, set and been like, I'm not coming back in because I'm hurt. But to like run off the field and like do jumping jacks in the end zone and all that kind of does also hurt your case for, you know, I'm hurt. You know what I mean? But it's like, I mean, you look pretty fine. I mean, I know it's not the same as, you know, can you do a couple jumping jacks and can you run a route against NFL competition is a big difference, right? But it's like that just it just doesn't help your case. So I don't know. I I, I don't really know who to believe on this because I kind of see both sides of it, like I said. But just because of the way Antonio Brown acted and because of all the other stuff that happened previously in the season, I understand why they just cut him and we're like, you know, we're done with this. Yeah, like this experiment's over. Um. Yeah. So, 
Antonio Brown, crazy as hell, as usual. Um, let's let's keep it moving. Let's go to Seahawks Cardinals. This game, I don't think it had many playoff implications. Uh, no, not really. Not, not because the Seahawks won, at least. Eating for the Cardinals, uh, basically. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm worried yeah. about the Cardinals. I don't. I don't think they're going to make it. I, I don't think they make it out of the first round. We'll talk about this. But uh, Kyler without uh, this offense without DeAndre Hopkins just isn't potent. It isn't very good. Um, so James Conner, hey, look, James Conner though, uh, the biggest pickup I think out of any team, uh, biggest free agent pickup for for a specific team. This man has been their entire offense. I'm gonna say second. Long. I'm gonna say second. Who, who's your first? Uh, it's 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 a little bit of a homer pick. I'm gonna go Danico Autry for the Titans. Okay, yeah, I mean I get that, but like, I mean, do you know how bad the Titans' pass rush was last year? That's true. I I, I, thought, I mean, I it was agree. it was historic. It was the worst team, to, worst uh, pass rushing team to ever make the playoffs uh, in NFL oh, yeah. history. I mean, and yeah. they were one of like they were top five attacks this year. I mean, I'm, I'm I I just gotta say Danico Autry, and and this is Bud Dupree, but uh. <laughs> but and Bud Dupree have transport. I mean, I, I'm impressed. But I, I do like James Conner. I think he's. I think he got kind of a raw deal in Pittsburgh, and I'm I'm glad to see that he's doing well in uh, Arizona. Yeah, I I'm glad that he's doing well as too. But like, you know, I don't know. Without DeAndre Hopkins, it's just not the same team. Yeah, this team, this team won't go anywhere in the playoffs. Sorry, I had my mic muted. Um. All right, let's go uh, Patriots-Dolphins now. Uh, Patriots-Dolphins, this game had playoff implications. If the Patriots won, they could have won the division. If the uh, Bills lost, but the Bills didn't lose, so this game didn't really matter. Uh, but Patriots don't look very good right now. And uh, they are one of the teams I would like to play uh, in the divisional round if I was the Titans because they're – you obviously they did beat the Titans earlier in the season, but they didn't beat the Titans earlier in the season. They beat the Titans practice squad and a couple of the guys off the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you look at that game. No AJ Brown, no Derrick Henry, no Julio Jones, no. A bunch of guys were out on defense. I mean, this was a practice squad game, but nonetheless, hey, I told I told y'all what was it a month ago? I did not. I think the Patriots were an average team. And they went in and they lost, what, like half of their final remaining games? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're real, they have a really good defense. Yeah, but it's like, but Mac Jones isn't scaring anybody. You especially know in mean? the playoffs when all the defenses are pretty good. Yeah. Like, not, not Honestly, saying that he's let, horrible, but he's not, he doesn't scare the, me. Letting Tua and the Dolphins drop 33 on your defense, I mean... That's not how you really want the season to end going into the playoffs. That's Listen, true. Tua didn't drop shit. I don't know how they. I don't know how they scored thirty three points. Um, uh, they're running back. Uh, I don't even know who they who, scored two is touchdowns. That Dave, is that David Johnson as a running no, back? No, Duke Johnson. Duke, Duke, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Duke even Johnson. worse. Twenty five carries, one hundred seventeen yards, and a touchdown. I don't know how hey, the, these stats. A, the stats I'm getting have to be wrong because it says. They only scored two touchdowns, and that can't be right. Oh, Xavier Howard had a pick six. Well, there it is. Oh, there. And then what? Four field goals? No, two field goals. I don't. I don't understand. Oh well, they must have scored. Got a, let's see. Tua got a touchdown, and Duke Johnson got a touchdown. And they got a pick six. So and that's, that's three twenty-one. Twenty-one points. And then and then two field goals would be six to that. That's 28. How'd they get the other five points? they get a safety or something? Hold up. I'm going to have to. This is weird. Okay, hold up. Y'all are seeing the same stuff I am, right, on these stats? No, page? I'm looking at the two. Hold up. Here we go. Uh, Jalen Waddle, seven-yard pass from Tua. Javion Howard, 37-yard pick six. Uh, field goal. Then uh, Duke Johnson, touchdown. Field goal. And then, oh, they had a fumble return for a touchdown in the end. Okay. That, that, oh. I, was like, I was like, this makes that no sense. That was the end of the game. They had that to end the game. Oh, yeah. They were trying to toss the ball around. That's oh, why it was yeah. a weird score. They were trying to, like, toss the ball around, and then the Dolphins picked it up and ran it in at the end. And then uh, okay. you, 
And then at the end, if it's not, if it doesn't matter in the outcome of the game, you don't kick the extra point. Yeah, that I was okay. like, yeah, that, okay. that, that explains a lot. Back on track now. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, well, then I take, then I take back my statement because they didn't drop thirty three. They dropped fourteen plus two field goals. Just take so six away 40. from thirty three, buddy. <laughs> they dropped twenty seven. No, because they had a deep. They had two defensive. They had touchdowns. two defensive touchdowns though, so that's oh, take so. away. What, but the defense, so I mean, Mac Jones sucks, so it takes, I mean, that counts. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, Mac Jones doesn't just have to get a pass to suck, so. I was talking about the Patriots' defense. I was talking about that in regards to the Patriots' defense. Okay, so definitely an interesting game. Let's let's move on to the game that really mattered. On Sunday night football, a winning game, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers. This game was a thriller to the end, Dude, and it was this, awesome. This I, was, Joseph, go ahead and say, I'm gonna it. say it. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, and you guys can agree with me because it's right. This was the game of the year. I don't care what you say. I don't care about any other game that happened this season. This is the game of the year. It's only no doubt that the, on the, in the last week. The Joseph implications that came with this game, the, the out. The outcome that could have happened in this game uh, with the tie and everything and what the playoff implications and then just the ending and how what Justin Herbert did in that fourth uh, that final drive in fourth quarter and in overtime kind of like, it was just absolutely fitting that this was the game of the year. I mean this is one of the best football games I have ever watched. Yeah, and the funny thing is, it didn't need to be. Both these teams could have kneeled the ball the entire game. Literally could have taken these the whole game. They both would have been in the playoffs. But Justin Herbert, you have to feel for this guy. Because oh, absolutely. he put everything out there on the line. I mean, was dealing. He scored a touchdown as time expired in regulation and tied this game up and sent it to overtime. And then, uh, yeah, it just it didn't happen for him in the end. Yeah, I mean... I would say not only is this the game of the year, I would say this is probably the like just this season as a whole has been the best NFL season I've ever watched. So for that to be the last game was just kind of like a culmination of like what we've seen throughout like all 18 weeks. It's like we we've seen some pretty crazy games, but this one is was definitely the game of the year and it being the last game of the regular season, the playoff implications, all of that just made it so exciting. So, you know, it, it was a great game. Uh, you know, happy happy for the Raiders players, you know, and like after Derek all Carr. the crap they've been through. Yeah, this after year. everything that they've been through, you make the playoffs, which is insane. I I will never forget forgive um, the uh, the uh, Chargers coach for calling the timeout with Bro, thirty no, seconds. They weren't going to they weren't going to they weren't gonna, uh, do that there. I agree, but you know what happened after the timeout? He didn't put his defense in the position to make a play. No, they only sent ten people out there. They, oh. had, it was a, they were missing it was a linebacker, 11, weren't they? It was an yes. They didn't send a linebacker out there. It was an eleven on ten. And Josh Jacobs ran it, and he got hit at the line, slowed him down. But after he passed the line, there was no there was no one there to stop him, so he ran an extra five no yards. Linebacker. And yeah, if you don't call that timeout, because they were going to run the ball. I mean, they pretty much said that they were going to run the ball uh, that final play by not calling. I mean, they were going to run the ball that final play. Uh, they call a timeout uh, to adjust to a run defense. They send 10 people out there instead of 11. The Raiders end up running the ball anyways, getting the first down, kicking the game-winning field goal. And look, even if they threw the ball, if they don't get the first down, They're guess what happens? You're kicking a 50, you're kick, you're kicking a 50 what, a 55-yarder, 54-yarder mm, instead of a 47. Yeah, instead of it ended up being in the 40s. So, like, yeah. big difference. So, so I mean, you – you gave them an extra 10 yards to kick a field goal. I mean, and no offense to Daniel Carlson, I don't think he's making a 55-plus uh, field goal. Don't think it's happening. He's a good kicker. I think, he, I think he could. I, I, like, it wouldn't have shocked me. But, I mean, I if can, Randy yeah, Bullock hit a 57, think, I'm shocked. But, like, yeah, but it, the, the thing is, is that you don't expect him. Like, he could hit it, but if it's 47, you know, I'm expecting him to hit it almost every time. So it's one of those things where it's like you go from, yeah, you can live with losing on a 57-yard field goal, right? Yeah. And but it wasn't then, even losing. It's tied. No, they would have lost. No, they, they would have lost yeah, regardless. If he, unless he misses the field goal. The only way the, the tie would have happened is if he missed the field goal. 
No, oh, that's what I was saying. I'm saying if he missed the field goal, we're going to tie. So, like. so, that was week 18 of the NFL, ending with a bang. Let's get into these wild card games. So, you have six games in wild card weekend now because of the uh, extra team added on each side and then only one team getting a bye week now. So, let's start with this one. It's going to be my, uh, I like this. I like this game. Raiders Bengals. It's going to be an interesting game for sure. What, what do we got? What uh, Joseph, you start us off. Uh, honestly, I think the the Raiders have the Raiders have the, all the motivation in the world. They have the story. It's obviously Derek Carr's uh, playoff uh, debut, but Joe Burrow and the Bengals with uh, Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon back there, who is supposed to be back by the way um, from COVID protocols. Uh, this game has the Bengals. I, I think the Bengals have every right to win this game, just talent-wise, um, performance-wise, plus it's in Cincinnati. But the Raiders have the story, so I, I think this is going to make for a great game. I'm I'm going Raiders. Uh, the Bengals are cursed <laughs> in the playoffs. The Bengals are like legitimately... Yeah, but they had Andy Dalton as their quarterback. Yeah, Andy this Dalton is, this was is kind of balling back in the day. Yeah, but not in the playoffs. Yeah, this I'm, is the I'm, new... I'm, I'm saying the the Raiders win this game. The Bengals are cursed. Nobody like nope. they had Boomer Esiason. He was like a, like Dude. a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, and they could win a playoff game. Give me Joe Shiesty. Give me Joe Burr. Give me Joe Burrow in this game. I've look. Go back to college. What did Joe Burrow do in the biggest games of his career? He showed up and he showed out. And it's going to be the same this weekend. Give me Joe Burrow. Yeah, a- give me the Bengals in this game. I like. I, I trust. I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust. Uh, Freaking Derek Carr. So. Hey, listen. Out of all the teams, out of all the teams where the uh, the lower seed could win, this is the one I think uh, that has the best chance for the lowest lower seed to win. But uh, I, I really like Joe Burrow. Uh, I really like Jamar Chase. I think that team is balling. I think there's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a really close game. Um, but the Bengals, they've played some close games these past few weeks, especially at Chiefs game. Uh, g- give me Joey B. I'm 100% with you there, Joseph. Yeah, that's my upset of the week. Uh, let's go Patriots-Bills, and I'm taking the Bills in this one. I think I, I don't think Mac Jones is built to win a playoff game right now, and I think I think there's no doubt in my mind the Bills win this game. This game is supposed to be a low of two degrees, a high of nine degrees. Oh, tell me the Patriots aren't going to do that thing where they run the ball 38 times again. <laughs> probably. They probably might, are. because why would you trust Mac Jones? Obviously, it's a playoff game, so it might be different. But give me the Bills by a lot. I don't think this is a close game at all. I think I think it'll be a close game just because I will never I I would never bet on Bill Belichick getting you know blown out in a game. I think it'll be a close game. I still think the Bills win though. You know they're at home. Bills Mafia is insane. You know what I mean? It's 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 gonna be rocking up. It's gonna be rocking up in Buffalo, even if it is negative three degrees or whatever. That's gonna be a tough environment. Yeah, that's that's a tough environment to go into and win because you know the Buffalo fans aren't gonna care what temperature there it yeah, is. They live in Buffalo. There's nothing better to do than stand out in the cold. They're gonna the be bills. their tables at negative three degrees outside. I think if you break a table, you should be categorized as legally insane at, at that at that temperature. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no I mean. Lie. Like that's that's just oh, it's gonna be so cold. So yeah, no the the Saturday games, you know, those, I think both of those those are some pretty good games for the Saturday wild card. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I I like really all of these games look like they could be pretty good. So uh, moving into the uh, the Sunday, uh, I guess we can finish the AFC off uh, Sunday night. Uh, Steelers Chiefs. Chiefs by a milli. I I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely murder the Steelers, but I want the Steelers to win because I want I, I I'd rather out of all the AFC teams, I want the Steelers to play the Titans. I mean, obviously I would rather have the Steelers win just because I'd rather play the Jags too, but that doesn't mean like, the <laughs> yeah, Jags exactly. are gonna come out and play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. But when you look at the way they played against the Chiefs just like what, two weeks ago when they got blown out? So uh, yeah, I, I got to go with the Chiefs. It's an arrowhead. Oh, I'm, I like, think the Chiefs are going yeah, to murder Chiefs, them. Chiefs are going to win this one. Uh, let's go Eagles-Bucks. And, uh, I mean, I got the GOAT. I mean, it's a GOAT versus versus a young Jalen Hurts 
That defense is getting healthier. Levante David coming back this week. Leonard Fournette playoff. Uh, Lenny is going to be back. Are we sure that Leonard Fournette is going to be back? Is it 100%? Yeah, he practiced today. Yeah, he's practiced okay. today. Well, guess so. what? I don't care who's back because I'm taking the Eagles. You've had good luck taking the Eagles this year. The Eagles are my upset of the week. They are going to beat the Buccaneers. I think they've if, been uh, hot. They've been hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Eagles have been hot. The Bucks have been hot too, though. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, after we saw the way they played in that Saints game, where they literally didn't score any points, you know, and you know, I think is Godwin still out? Like Godwin's out. Mike uh, Evans. They lost Godwin doesn't they have lost an ACL, Godwin. so yes, yeah, Godwin's out. Um, they lost. They lost Godwin, and they lost Antonio Brown. So all they have is. Well, Antonio Brown lost Antonio Brown, but and then um, all the yeah, girl. it'll be a closer game than people think. I don't think this team's built to win a Super Bowl, but I think they're built to get out of the wild card round at home. Oh, for in, sure in Tampa. I mean, clearly playing in Florida when you're a cold weather team is pretty tough. Ain't that right, Andy? Um, but yeah, definitely going to be a, a fun game. 49ers Cowboys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go my upset of the week. I'm gonna go 49ers. Cowboys have not won a playoff game at home in how long? Give me the Niners. Uh, I agree. I think I think the Niners are gonna win this game. I like. Uh, it's gonna depend on what version of Jimmy G we get. If you get the version you got in the second half on Sunday, uh, they'll win this game. If you get the version you got in the first half, they're gonna lose this game by a lot. See. Uh, the two things that I trust like the most when it comes to like playoffs is you know defenses, which I think the Cowboys have a pretty good defense, and I trust quarterbacks. And I trust Dak Prescott way more than I trust Jimmy G. Uh, I don't know. I've, after seeing the way that Jimmy G literally cost the 49ers the game against the Titans, because the 49ers would have won that game if Jimmy G makes like two throws that are better. You know what I mean? He missed a wide open touchdown and threw two interceptions. So it's like, and and that is just you know stuck in my mind. And you know uh, they got Diggs out there at cornerback. He might get three interceptions this game. I don't know. I think that yeah, the but he also might give yeah, up. He also might give up uh, two hundred yards, hundred and fifty yards. Listen, I I understand that. I understand that. I'm still taking the Cowboys though. It's at free. It's and it's at Jerry World. The Cowboys fans know. It's like the Cowboys fans are gonna be there because they haven't won anything since like 1994 or something. So it's like the Cowboys fans are gonna turn out. It's gonna be rocking in there. I think the Cowboys win this game. Uh, I'm not saying that the 49ers can't win this game or that y'all are like dumb for picking the 49ers. I definitely see a way the 49ers can win this game as well. But I'm putting my money on Dak Prescott. To me, the 49ers are a grit and grind team. They're they're gonna have to go into a bag of tricks to pull it out, which they did on uh, Sunday against the Rams, as we saw with a couple trick plays. But uh, I, I think the 49ers have every capability of winning this game. And the Cowboys, they got a playoff curse looming ahead of them. They might uh, they might think that they might not think that's a big deal, but uh, in the NFL, you never know. Definitely, and the final game, Monday Night Football. I think there's going to be a Manning cast for this game. Oh, this is gonna, this is going to be amazing. Cardinals Rams. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Cardinals, or no, I'm going Rams because I don't know if D Hop's playing. And if D Hop plays, I think the Cardinals could win this game. But I think the Rams are the better overall team. I agree. I I think it's the Rams. Uh, you know, I, I we've never seen Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. Let's see if he can rise to the occasion. You know, but uh, I, I think I think the Rams I think the Rams win this game. I I do think this is going to be the best game of the weekend, though. You know, between this game and then probably the 49ers Cowboys, I think those are going to be the two best games. So I, I, I'm I'm really excited for this one. It's already happened twice, and you know, they they were both pretty good games. If I remember right, so uh, yeah. I, I'm excited for this. All right. Give me the Rams. Um, I just think they have more playoff experience, even though they have Matthew Shepard as their quarterback. I think the rest of the team has playoff experience there. Uh, the coaches have uh, more playoff experience. Um, and like you said, if DeAndre Hopkins is not there, Kyler Murray um, is just, I don't think he's as good without him. Um, give me the Rams. Uh, I think this will be a close game. This could honestly be a flip, but uh, I'm going to go L.A. I like that. I like that. 
All right, guys, it's time to move into the last segment, which was, or the second to last segment, because uh, we have locks of the week coming up. Locks of the week. And I'm going to get it started. I'm going to start with an easy one. Uh, Mike Vrabel currently has the third best odds to win coach of the year. And I think if he doesn't win the award, I think I, I just, I don't see a way Mike Vrabel does not win this award. Um, I think there's a case for Matt LaFleur, but you got to factor in Aaron Rodgers to what he's doing over there in uh, Green Bay. So I, I got Mike Vrabel, coach of the year. That's a futures bet. Uh, and then give me the, give me the under in Patriots bills. And then I am taking uh, the the Chiefs, the Chiefs spread. Uh, the Chiefs minus, All right. say it's uh, I'll go. 12 and a half. 12, yeah, give me the Chiefs it's, minus, uh, 12, minus and 12 and a half. That's a big spread. So, uh, I'll go. Uh, so, if we're going to do uh, kind of an award uh, betting, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers with your uh, MVP. I think that's a lot. It's between him and Tom Brady. I just think Aaron Rodgers has done more this season. Um, than Tom Brady has uh, with less. So give me Aaron Rodgers, uh, my lock as MVP. Uh, for this wild card weekend, uh, I am going to take the over-under in the Bills-Patriots game. I'm going to go under. Uh, it's at 44 right now. Uh, I just don't see that game scoring a lot of points, being two degrees outside. And... Uh, I'm going to go prop bet. Uh, let me go Jamar Chase scores his first ever playoff touchdown against the Raiders. I like that one. I like that one. Okay, from an award standpoint, I would say uh, Dak Prescott, comeback player of the year. I think that's definitely a lock. I mean, I don't even – can you bet on that? I'm assuming – you can bet on almost can bet anything, on anything at this point. So I'm sure that you can bet on that. Uh, give me the over in Cardinals Rams. It's at 49. I think this is going to be a shootout. It's going to be like 34 to 31. It's going to be a great game. And then uh, give me an Amari Cooper anytime touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, I like that. I, I, I think he's going to show out. I think he's going to show out. You know, he's one of the only guys I know uh, in terms of in the NFL, they haven't made the playoffs. But, you know, when he was at Alabama, he played in a lot of big games. So I think he'll definitely step up. I like that. I like that. Good locks. And now now it's time to move into the final segment, everybody. Because it's time to talk about Black Monday. Coaches being fired. Uh, let's run through them really fast. You had uh, Joe Judge fired yesterday. Uh, Mike Zimmer fired from the Vikings. Matt Nagy fired from the Bears. Vic Fangio fired from the Broncos. Obviously, Raiders and uh, Jaguars fired their coaches earlier in the season. And the most surprising of them all was the Dolphins fired Brian Flores, a very good coach. Dumbest thing I ever I've ever seen. I don't know what the Dolphins are doing. And part of the reason I said this guy I said this to you guys earlier. Part of the reason that uh, they split ways with Brian Flores is because Brian Flores wanted to go after Deshaun Watson, and management didn't. And so instead of you know working it out like uh, respectable adults, they just to fire him. Uh, instead of, you know, keeping a coach that not only built a great culture there, but led this team to a possible playoff run. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the way they started the season to kind of turn the team around and the momentum they were playing with, it really doesn't make sense for them to fire him like this. I mean, especially when you look at, I know that, you know, like Joe Judge and those other guys got fired as well, but it was like, he was like the first one that got fired. Yeah, and that's like, why I was like, really? Like he got no, fired. Nagy got fired. Oh, Fangio and Nagy got okay, fired. Well, and yeah, then it was that's true. But like he got fired before Joe Judge. Like that's, <laughs> that was the big one. I was like, dude. So the Dolphins Listen. spent less time thinking about Brian Flores than the Giants did about Joe Judge. Like that's the thing if that doesn't I make any sense. Listen, if I am the Chicago Bears, I am on the phone with Brian Flores' agent. No. I'm saying, no. yes. No. Listen, good I, de- he's a not good, a good defense. Fit. He's not, their defense isn't the problem in Chicago. Defense is not the problem. They need somebody who's going to uh, develop Tua into a really good quarterback. Or not Tua, uh, Justin Fields. And, I mean, I, 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 I would like an offensive coach for the, for the Bears' job. 
I would like him on the Vikings. I like him for the Vikings. I could see Brian Flores on the Vikings too, with a with a with the older veteran quarterback. Yeah, older but veteran. That offense is very good. He wouldn't have to do much for the offense, and he could focus on the defense and work through a lot of the issues that defense has been having. I, I like him for the Vikings job, but the Bears need somebody to mentor Justin Fields and get him uh, developed. And because I think I still think Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback of this draft class when it's all said and done. And I don't think Brian Flores is giving you the best option to develop him. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, to be fair, are we really going to blame him for Tua? Because Tua's average. I don't. I don't like. Tua. I mean, I think Tua won't be. A, I. I don't think Tua is a NFL quarterback in four years. Oh yeah. I, Maybe not. Maybe he's, not. Like the back, he's not a starting quarterback. He's not a if starting quarterback after this season, in my mind. Well, I mean, I think I think they're, well, they're at least going to bring him back for another season. Yeah. Now so that they, after, after now that like they, this next season, twenty twenty two. Okay, okay, I can see that. Well, now that they uh, they fired Brian Flores, um, two is definitely going to be there because I can tell you right now that GM over there in Miami, uh, what, what's his name? It's Stephen Ross. That's his name. Uh, he specifically said, I do not want Deshaun Watson on my team. Um, he's like, two is our quarterback. So I just. I mean, hey, and I understand. That makes that job, in my mind, less appealing. Because clearly, uh, if I'm a coach and I'm a candidate, I have multiple uh, head coaching offers. Uh, I'm looking at the Dolphins job like, I mean, clearly, like, you're pretty power hungry as a GM if you just cut the guy because y'all had a disagreement over personnel. I mean, it just, it, it that's not an appealing job to me. What 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 do you guys think is the most appealing job right now? I I'm going Vikings. I think that's that's the best job right now. The Las Vegas Raiders. I think I think uh, their interim coach probably keeps their job. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, honestly, I'm saying the Bears. Just just because they have a you know they have a they have a solid defense, you can work with the defense, and you get Justin Fields. I think that's what makes that that job a lot more enticing is that you can kind of develop Justin Fields. With with Justin Fields, uh, you don't have any wide receivers on that team. That's true. You, you don't. Honestly, you can make uh, an, you can you could also make an argument for the Jaguars because of Trevor Lawrence too. Uh, see, the Jaguars, I feel like have a better offense uh, built up, and I know that sounds mm-hmm. crazy than the Bears do. I, I think they I have agree. a better offense. I think they have a better offense built up than the Bears do. Um, Matt Nagy literally ran that offense into the ground. I don't know why he's had a job for this long. Uh, when you decide to go after Mitch Trubisky uh, and not Deshaun Watson, uh, actually trade up for Mitch Trubisky, not Deshaun Watson, I would have fired him on the spot right there. But um, I don't know. I, I think the Jaguars' uh, job offensively, if you're an offensive coach, the Jaguars' job I think is a better choice because you have a lot more to work with. You go over to you go over to Chicago. You're working with a, a young rookie quarterback. Uh, you're working with a wide receiver, and Allen Robinson who will leave after this season because uh, he was misused constantly by uh, previous coaching staff. And then you have no one. You have no one else. I mean, you have a decent running back. Um, and um, crap, what's the running back? David Montgomery. I'm I'm, I'm blanking. Yeah, Montgomery. David Montgomery. Yeah, you have a decent running. You have a decent running game in David Montgomery. I mean, your offensive line's not god awful, but it's not good at all. Um, it's not the last offensive line, but it's nowhere near the top. Um, you have no weapons at all for Justin Fields. I mean, it's a horrible job to go. I mean, for an offensive coach, you go in there and you're like, I have a lot of work to do, uh, and not a lot of time to do it. You have to fix. You have to fix everything uh, there, because I mean, that's why I think the Vikings' job is so appealing because. On the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you have one of the league's top. I mean, you have two of the league's top receivers, one of the league's top running backs, mm-hmm. and if that's true, one hundred percent. And Kirk and Cousins, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is average. And if you really don't like him, I'm sure they're not too attached. Yeah, like, I'm sure they, it, yeah, they would like, be willing to. He's not untouchable. To, yeah, he's not, not untouchable. It's not like he's like a. It's not like a Ben Roethlisberger, like where it's you're gonna let him play out the final year of his deal. No, it's it's Kirk Cousins. You're gonna. I mean, if if they don't want him, they'll probably. I mean, give Kellen Mond a shot. I mean, you could see a lot of different things in play for the Vikings. You have a lot of flexibility at the quarterback position while having one of the best offenses in football, the uh, best offensive pieces to build around. I really like that Vikings job. Yeah, I like that. I mean, 
having Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen on the outside, and you then know, Dalvin Cook, yeah, and and Dalvin Cook as your running back. I mean, and that that's that's how did they not like make that. how did they not make the playoffs, dude? I just their defense, their their defense can't can't stop a nosebleed, and, and their coach, and their yeah. and Mike Zimmer wasn't very good. Uh, obviously, obviously, he got fired. So, yeah. Man. All right, you guys ready to wrap this up? Yeah. All right, this has been the Cover Four podcast. For Bryson and Joseph, I'm Jackson. We'll catch you next week. Peace.